0: For as long as I can remember, football games have had an emotional toll on me. But when you start working in sports, they say the fan in you decreases a bit while the more logical side starts to take over. I've been working in sports professionally for about five years now, and up until the beginning of last season, I've experienced mostly losing seasons. Until the Jaguars went on their incredible run in 2017, where we saw them make the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1999. That was the the, the moment in time for me where my fandom really felt like it was back. And then during the offseason, you have this entire offseason where you're building up Super Bowl hopes, and you're making predictions saying Super Bowl or bust, and here we are, the middle of the season. The Jaguars have lost four straight their most recent loss in london over the past week into the super bowl champs the eagles and i just find myself not feeling as sad as i thought i would be now now don't get me wrong i still hate losing but when the jaguars do lose four straight i just don't want it to affect my day my life my work my entire week anymore at least that's the case with this past week's game against the eagles It wasn't that I wasn't that upset about it, but I just, after the game, I just went about my day per the usual, and I sort of felt like I was alone in this, but if this week's show is any indication, I'm certainly not. If you're new to the show, my name is Blythe and I'm the owner of Brumley Brands, which helps companies with custom website solutions designed to reach their business goals. I'm also the publisher of guysgirl.com and a co-host here in Jacksonville on a sports show called Helmets and Heels. And on this week's show, we talk plenty of Jags, but it doesn't have the same sort of doom and gloom as past shows. In fact, we get into some rather fun conversations about Halloween, our biggest letdowns, hint, not Jaguars related, and the $18 billion shopping day in China dubbed Singles Day. It's a really great show. It's actually pretty fun and, and sort of a vet fesh sesh, fesh, whatever. It's sort of event-sesh on this entire season and hopes and, and sort of where we stand as fans and, and also women working in sports. So let's get the show started, and without further ado, let's go.
1: <sighs> the Jaguars lost their fourth straight game this past Sunday. It was a 24-18 to loss to the Eagles, and it took me a long time to figure out how I felt about this game. But Blythe, it took you no time, so I'm going to start with you. <laughs> was it upsetting, frustrating, disappointing? Did it so was, not hurt that bad?
0: It, it did not hurt that bad, and I, I feel like I'm in the minority on this only because th- this outside of the Patriots game, this was the first time that I felt like this team was showing flashes of 2017. So it was one of those situations where it was a great game. They were in it until the you know the very end. Obviously, there there was a, a bunch of questionable coaching decisions and play calling decisions, but outside of that, I, I thought a lot of the the, the players played pretty well considering the circumstances. So it wasn't one of those games where it was like Dallas, where I was just, you know, the, the season is over. I hate this team. You got to fire everyone. That was my mood after the Dallas game. And I think I'm just sort of in the boat now where it's just we're, we're playing with house money. So it's it's not something that's going to ruin my entire Sunday. It's not something that's going to ruin my entire Monday and even leading up into Tuesday. And that, that's, that was the case for me earlier in the year. I don't know if maybe I've just accepted that Maybe the season is lost a little bit, but I still think that there is some hope that the Jaguars can go on a little bit of a run here.
1: And see, I thought the Jaguars were going to beat the Texans, and I thought that was going to be a big way to turn around two straight losses and, and be able to look towards potentially the playoffs. And I thought if that didn't happen, there's no way this season is going to end in any way, shape, or form in the playoffs in any sort of January potential. So when the Jaguars lost to the Texans, I said, well, the Jaguars are losing to the Eagles. And now my emotion changed. I was not expecting a win. And I almost had a moral victory type of feeling, which is why my emotions were all over the place. Because I was like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to have this, oh, well, we played pretty well type of feeling. But that's how I felt Sunday. I still went out and had a great rest Mm -hmm. of the day. And maybe it's the early kickoff that you still do have plenty of hours to enjoy this incredible weather. But I, I kind of went back and forth. I am very disappointed that they couldn't get the win when it was so close. And why go for two? And then, you know, why can't they run the ball? And, and why well, didn't they even try to run the ball? Right. And, and so there was all of that. But then there was a mixture, too, of, hey, it, it wasn't a blowout loss. <laughs> I don't feel incredibly embarrassed for this football team. Revert back to
0: 2016 feelings. <laughs> yeah. And
1: so I, I think I, I felt both ways. It, it didn't hurt that bad because I thought they were going to lose. And I hadn't felt that way in a long time. But at the same time, hey,
0: it's not ruining my day, and that's my takeaway. It's like it's I, I'm not, not going to let this team ruin yeah, my day.
1: It's not the same goal that it was a month ago.
2: Have we gotten to the point in the season where it's it is what it is? Yes. When you throw when you, when you approach it like, well, it is what it is. They're not going to win some of these games, and I'm not going to approach it from a perspective of. It's going to ruin my day. It's going to ruin my weekend, and I'm built up. It is what it is, right? This team yes. is not as good as people thought they would be. This offense is worse than people thought that they would be. Every single week, it's somebody different. Whether it's the play calling, whether it's Blake, whether it's the wide receivers who can't catch the football, whether it's refusing to run the football, uh, the defense who hasn't lived up to its at it, least it, to excuse me to its elite status. It is what it is at this point. And now you're at the bye week. And, of course, those who are uh, just now tuning in and maybe haven't heard, Dante Fowler has been traded to the Rams, as you mentioned, or as uh, Tara mentioned, uh, for a third round and a fifth round pick in 19 and in 20, which is, I think, a really smart move to make. But here's the reality of it. When you lose four straight when you're 3-5, and your priorities become a little bit different, I would assume. Your priorities on a Sunday are my life's not over if the Jags lose. My day's not over. My week's not ruined. Because there's your fandom has been able to carry them as far as they can go to a point where it's like whatever you do is not – I mean, they, they're going to do what they do each week. And I would assume that's extremely frustrating. Uh,
0: well, I think it's just more – last season was so unexpected, and it was so much fun that this season this you came in – This is not fun, Right.
2: Has there been any, the funnest part has been New England? Yeah. The Jets was and, probably like, oh, cool, we didn't... And New England. <laughs> right, that's that, it, though.
0: Honestly, and, not- and that has been it, but it's almost like a wake-up call. It's almost a, a reality check that, look, at, it, it, especially with trading Dante Fowler today, that there could be a major rebuild in the future for this squad, and that includes front office, that includes coaching staff, and it includes a lot of different players on this team. I think it, it when we're talking about this team, a season from now, we're going to be talking about a completely different roster in, in a lot of different position groups, and I think that I just... I had all of these season hopes and expectations, and they were crushed in sort of, you know, in a humiliating fashion after the Dallas game. And now it's just sort of acceptance of that fact that these were moves that we had to make last season. We we probably should have gotten rid of Dave Caldwell. We probably should have gotten rid of Nate Hackett. We probably definitely should have gotten rid of Blake Bortles and not made all of the offseason decisions that we've made. Now we're going to have to spend the next couple off seasons retooling the entire team. So what happens next? What's the best case scenario after the bye week?
2: Well,
1: no, let me let me go back a little bit. I don't know that they're that far away, Blythe, in the sense that if you're able to keep most of the pieces on the defense and you give the offense weapons, like actual weapons, they not
0: nothing but the off season in the or it, the offense in the off season and zero improvement. Well, no zero because the first pick,
1: the twenty eighth pick or twenty ninth pick overall, twenty ninth was Taven Bryan, a defensive lineman. They could have gone after a Sony Michelle or a lower round potentially quarterback. They, I mean, they 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 didn't do everything I feel like they could They went have out done. and got
0: a tight end, they went out and got a wide receiver, they re-signed Blake Bortles they made all these moves they and they didn't
1: get they didn't get what I consider those big time weapons, those big time pass catchers. They got a guy who And they should
0: have addressed it in the and, draft. And I
1: agree with you there, but as far as because they spent so much money on this defense, it was trying to kind of piece together an
0: offense. It's also to their their ignorance of that the NFL has already changed. It's already a passing league. It, it's, it's it's one of those those changes that you have to be ahead of the game. And the Jaguars have known that Blake Bortles is their number one problem on offense for his, most of his entire career with this team, and they have yet to address it. And even when they do have a somewhat serviceable solution and backup Cody Kessler, they refuse to acknowledge it and and it's it's those bonehead decisions that they 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 don't want to think progressively and they're 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 not they're not reactive or they're not proactive they're reactive and it's too late it's too late
1: but I think you're a quarterback and some big time weapons away if you can keep the defense where it's at and and you're not going to keep everybody obviously again Dante Fowler Jr. now headed to Los Angeles. Which was but, a smart
0: move, I think. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't disagree with that one. He has two sacks so far this season and, and some other splash plays as far as a forced fumble and recovered a fumble. But overall, he wasn't contributing to the way that he should have been with that third overall pick. But I don't think you're incredibly far away to the point where they were, say, five years ago. When you look at that roster and you think, oh my word, what were these guys doing starting on an NFL team? They are much closer than that. So I think you're maybe... I don't know if it's trading or drafting the right quarterback away. It's it's always scary to put a rookie in that situation. Look at the rookies so far this season. Even the highly touted ones are not necessarily fantastic. But I I don't think they're so so deep in the... Quagmire that you have to rebuild entirely. So that's the, the I, I hope think, that I have for moving forward.
0: Well, I think a lot of the key leadership positions need to be addressed sooner rather than later. And that comes at the helm of Dave Caldwell, who's had one out of a six, you know, first round draft picks have been, you know, either out of the league or they're no longer on this team or they're traded away. And, and it's, you have to look at those player personnel decisions that were made in the offseason Where arguably a fraction of them have only succeeded, and a very small fraction, including free agency, you know, pickups, uh, trades, uh, draft selections. It's it's really one of those those things that it, 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 Dave Caldwell has been questioned a lot, and last year was sort of the the I I think almost like a a, a mulligan for him because he did. It, a lot of those picks did turn out well last season, but like I said, the NFL has already changed so much in less than one season, and all of the off-season decisions that were made have blown up in our face.
1: And to answer your question, Lauren, as far as what happens after the bye week, I think beating the Colts is the only <laughs> sole focus that this team should have. And I'm yeah. sure that that is what they're going to do is not even look past the Colts and look at the fact that the Steelers are coming in on a Sunday night to TIAA Bankfield. But I think it is literally one game all all-manpower, All possible resources. The best possible game plan you can put together. Get Carlos Hyde up to speed because obviously Doug Marone said that that's the reason they didn't use him more is he was new here. They could tell that. But whatever you have to do, spend all of your resources. The only problem – I said this on Twitter uh, during the game. This team needs the bye week so incredibly Mm -hmm. badly because of all these injuries, right? The only bad part about the bye week when it comes – if you're looking at it from the outside looking in – the players get time off. I mean, they're required to by the CBA. Well, how are they going they to be progressing practice, and think? learning and getting treatment when they get time off? And and I know if you're a player, you're sitting here going, this is desperately needed for us. We need time away from the building. We need yes. to recover on our own. And we need a breath of fresh air. I totally understand that. Sure. But as again, as the fan perspective, it's like, no, I want everyone in the building working <laughs> overtime. No sleep until you figure this out. All right. There have been a lot of
2: firsts since the Rue family has moved to Florida. Not a whole lot to experience yet because we moved at the end of the summer and the beginning of football season, which means work, 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 work. But Saturday was a first for us as we attended our first world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And I'll tell you what, ladies, um, I underestimated (laughs) how hard folks would throw down for said party. We
1: tried to tell you <laughs> You last did. Tuesday night. I told you not to bring the kids. You did,
2: Blythe. You did. You said, you know what? I really wouldn't. I'm like, it's a football game on a, th- on a Saturday afternoon at 3.30. I even said, Le- leave, the- leave the husband home with the <laughs> kids. Let them stay. Go by bring yourself. Bring girls. Yeah. And you Do said, bring up. your friends. I said, I don't have any friends. And here we were <laughs> feeling sad about my life. Um, I- I'll tell you this much. I underestimated the debauchery that again I didn't give it that name people are like oh it's a debacle and it's crazy and people get hammered and all the things and just wait I'm like yeah okay look I've been I've tailgated before I've I've seen that scene it's okay it'll be all right and then closer we got to it I got like this anxiety and I was like oh my god is this gonna be an like a bleep show you know when people are like oh it's a bleep show it's like oh no it's a bleep show so I tell Daniel last week I'm like I'm really stressing about this. He's like, why? And I'm like, I, just because I have this feeling it's going to be like a scene from like the Jersey Shore meets The Walking Dead and all the thing." And that's exactly what it was. It We got there around 2 o'clock because of the flag football game that we attended and won. Thank you very much. And we're, we're pulling into our – the traffic wasn't too bad because I had we had missed most of the traffic and we're pulling into the parking. And it's like here comes these people. And if you've ever seen the show The Walking Dead or any zombie apocalypse scene you can paint a picture of in your mind, imagine that and and people falling against your car and like (laughs) your kids looking up at the window like, oh my God, what is happening? So I I said this yesterday on Midday Chalk. I I don't, my kids don't live in a bubble and they get the people, adults drink and say bad words and all the things. But oh boy, that was a whole nother level. So my experience was different because I brought my children to something I probably wouldn't do again. I would go back as an adult uh, by my, you know, with my significant other and leave it at that. <laughs> but your experiences, obviously without kids because you don't have them, but um, I wasn't prepared for that kind of um, interesting energy. Scene. <laughs> energy. Well, you got
1: there honestly about. Four to six hours after most people have shown up, gotten to their tailgate or gone to a friend's tailgate, and literally their plan was to drink until they didn't remember you everything. You on their that level
3: day. yet? Is no, what I was, she's I was not. Saying. That's what
2: I'm saying. So, not even so JJ,
1: you bring up a good point. It's like showing up to
2: the party. Like in college or or in your twenties when you can do all these things and you
3: you're the Mormon kid.
2: <laughs> no, you're the ki- you're the kid who had to work late and everybody's like come by the party and you're like I don't know. I don't get off till like eleven thirty or midnight. And they're like no 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 it'll be fine and you get there and everybody's hammered and you're like what what this is what it just look, starts this is what I look shots like. to try <laughs> to catch right. up It's like this is what I look like when I'm the sober person in the group. So,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, so we pulled in at right around eight thirty and we sat in a little bit of traffic at eight thirty wow. to get to the parking lot. It didn't take us long, only about five minutes, but I mean, there was a, a decent line of people at that early of an hour pull in, and we were by far not the first ones. I mean, this parking lot was a lot been that J. way since Tuesday. I mean, I, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean, the right? RV part. Sure. Right. But I mean, as far as people getting there that day, tons of people already there, set up their tents. The people next to us had a very elaborate bar. We're talking about 12 different types of liquors, several different bottles of wine, goblets. <laughs> A, a silver gator head and around a glass bowl. Another like silver dish that was in the shape of an alligator to put their dips into. Like the tailgates it are amazing. Seriously, right? And they got there again before we did. It. We got there at eight thirty. So people, I think, too, are like because they don't serve alcohol in the stadium. Are like, all right, we've and got to God go because that. we only yeah. have. Let's say you get there at ten o'clock. We only have a few hours before we have to go in the stadium. We, you know, we have to do the jello shots and we have to take oh, yeah. shots in general. And that Ooh. is the whole thing. And, and I, <laughs> I understand that some people feel like it shouldn't be that way. I certainly understand. But why do you think it was gloss? The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And why do you <laughs> think that, that, and I understand this part too, the city of Jacksonville said, whoa, 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 we don't want it to be that. We want it to be, just be a huge annual rivalry. Well, when you have so many people coming downtown just to tailgate, never, ever planning on going to the game, not even going to think about scalping tickets, <laughs> right, lots of people, thousands of people planning on tailgating, that's when you get what becomes a party that you would go to in college.
0: I it, Honestly, it was the best Florida Georgia I've ever had. It, it, we started really early. We got down there, I want to say around 9.30 – uh, 10 AM had to take an Uber to get down there stuck in traffic for, for probably close to, a, it was a 30 minute drive to get in there and 20 of those minutes we were waiting in traffic. But as soon as we got down there, we went and checked out the college game day set. I've never actually seen, I know they've mm. been here a couple times for uh, this rivalry game. I've never actually seen them. So I went over, checked out the set, saw the big bus. Um, There were a bunch of vendors that were out there. Pizza Hut was giving away free pizza, and you had a whole bunch of liquor vendors that are giving out free liquor, and and just uh, McDonald's is giving out free coffee, Monster Energy. Like, all of these vendors are out there just on the road just handing out free stuff. So we, we hung out in the college game day area for a minute. Then we walked over to the practice squad or the practice fields, And we checked out the indoor practice facility. They had a whole bunch of things, you know, little football drills that, you know, kids can take part in. And they were having fun there. And then we left there. And walked over. We got invited to the Captain Morgan tailgate party and walked in. I've never even been over, but it was like where the First Coast News Mm -hmm. uh, building is. And there was a whole bunch of different vendors that were all set up in there that were all demoing different foods and liquors and products. Um, So we walked over to the Captain Morgan area and they gave us pirate costumes and steins and Filled our drinks with you know Captain Morgan and whatever drink that we wanted, um, so we got to take all that with us. Got to dress up as pirates and like walk around Florida, Georgia. The only problem with that is that my friends who are Gator fans, they were wearing like red Captain Morgan like jackets. Yeah, so, that. Mm. so. But my my girlfriend who went, she's a huge Gator fan, uh, but she was also wearing a sundress, and it was a little cold that day, so she was happily wearing that Captain Morgan red jacket.
2: It. <laughs> it was new. well. Lesson learned. So next year, we'll be done a little differently yeah. Yes. And without kids.
1: Honestly, like it is one of the best days of the year, especially if you get good weather, which we had wonderful weather. Mm-hmm. It was a little chilly in the morning, but all you needed was like either a jean jacket or like, I, had oh, I had a little flannel over, shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we walked over to SEC Nation because that was a little bit, clo- little bit closer to where we were. And then we walked over to our friends who had an RV in RV City. And it's almost like, and they weren't in the main RV City. They were kind of across the lake. And it's almost like you didn't even know there was this giant party going on. It was quiet, and there were dogs and kids. And so <laughs> it, it is crazy how you go 100 feet, and the whole scene changes, changes drastically. drastically. Yeah, no but doubt about it. it. It is just, I think, for me personally, like it is one of those days where you're having bull peanuts before 9 a.m., and you have mimosas or poinsettas, and poinsettas are champagne with cranberry instead of orange juice. And then, you know, people who don't normally drink that much are drinking wild turkey. My dad's best friend drinking wild turkey at 830 (laughs) in the morning. And it's just for me, again, no, none of this group is going so crazy that they don't remember what's going to happen or that they're getting sick. You know, it's none of that. But it's just fun to see. People once a year, it's almost like Halloween where you get outside of your traditional Mm -hmm. kind of character and you just relax and act literally like you're in college all over again. Well, again, I have learned my lesson and uh, we'll
2: approach things differently next year (laughs) for... George it is a artist. lot of fun. It, honestly, yes, it's one of the know, best days of the year. Totally, and I can and again. I'm not this. I, I get it, and I can throw down with the best of them. And this was just like, which oh, is why you'll have oh so God. much. Yes, yeah, it'll be and great. I, and I do over. I'll give it a do over.
1: I just that's not something I would take
2: my kids back to. Yeah, no, and that's
1: why so. last Tuesday, I, I know people who brought their kids this year and they had a fine time. Right. It, it all depends on where you are and what you're doing. But I knew what you would enjoy out of it most. Right. And that would be yeah, the socializing with adults and yes, having a hanging out and, and having drinks and eating good and food and all so the things. Yeah. I felt bad that this was going to be your first experience That's because Okay though. It, even though your kids aren't sheltered, there's still a level yes. of things well, that you're like going to see there. Yeah.
0: And you don't, yeah, no, totally. Ooh, I saw some things on Twitter that people yes. were sending out. It was grown uh, yeah. up pictures, people doing the nasty. Yes, like, we
2: had people, oh. se- yeah.
0: Well, you guys
1: saw what we saw, which was there was a guy in a Speedo Yes. And then the, it had like an alligator. The on the yeah, front I, I saw and that. Back. Thing, too. Yes. <laughs>
0: the my mom, he walked by us.
1: I was like, Move kids, I gotta get a picture of this. <laughs> yeah, my mom ran up to him and took a picture. I'm like, Why? I don't I don't quite understand why you wanted a picture Oh, the of people that.
0: watching is fantastic. It, it doesn't get good. any better than than Florida, Georgia. It really doesn't.
1: Um, okay. So this one this
2: uh, this next topic is very interesting. Fergie sang the national anthem that last NBA season at a Golden State game and it was terrible. All things terrible. Google it, listen to it. We're not going to ruin your evening by, but it was so bad. Played part
1: of it when it happened. Probably so. It's bad. Um,
2: She was ridiculed. Is probably a fair word for it. There's, a, there's the camera going to Draymond Green's face where he is, like, really trying not to laugh. It's bad. It's the one of the worst I've ever heard.
1: But she was sick before she sang. I don't know. had nothing...
2: Unless she was, like, sick, like, in the brain. The, the, like, it was just no, her her rendition. her rendition of it was bad. It wasn't as if her voice was wrong yeah. and off-key. She a great voice. Yes. She took it a whole new level of... Net- okay. okay, I, mean, I mis- just misremember. No, yeah. So, with the break, you Okay. That part is... A, number one. Number two is Kristen Leahy has a new show. She left the Colin Coward show, I don't know, six months ago or whatever. Now she has her own show where it's like, let's sit down and let's talk about things. She sat down with Ray Rice, was one of her first interviews. Well, for whatever reason, her most recent guest was Josh Duhamel. I think I'm right. Yeah. Duhamel, which is not spelled that way, which is no. weird. But anyway, <laughs> um, which is Fergie's ex-husband. The conversation was brought up about... Fergie being made fun of and the, this rendition of the National Anthem. And he waited on it. It was like, you know what? I think Draymond Green's a real bleep. And he owes it an apology because that's mean and all these things. Well, this was a few days ago that he goes on the show to talk about this. They get word. And so after practice one day, the Golden State Warriors are in the locker room. And they set up a video camera. And they're icing up. And they're doing their things. And somebody turns on. A remix of the version of her singing Which this. sound too bad.
3: Oh, Just oh,
0: <laughs> that Star. Right. So, sweet. this is the
2: original version. The remix is even better. So, they've decided to it was further. pink tra- that was sick. Sorry. I'm just yeah, yeah. You know, that's okay. So, they've started to further troll her and do all these things because her ex husband comes out and says, You owe her an apology and stood up for her and almost made it worse. Definitely but, made it worse. Right? So, I, in the public eye, we get criticism, whether we like it or not. It's part of the job. Sometimes it's warranted, and a lot of times it's not. And I have recently had been hammered from a lot of different directions. And not once, when my husband is on social media, has he ever said anything back to anybody or taken the opportunity to, quote, stand up for me. I appreciate that. I don't want him fighting my battles. I don't, I don't need him to. It's not um, it's not that I'm this big, powerful, but it's like, hey, look, you don't have to be that person for me because I, I can handle myself. But do you guys feel like there's a time and place where that's necessary, where the spouse or the significant other should step up or somebody's mom should step? Because I've told my mom before, like, mom, well, please don't respond to any of that stuff. You either just don't read it. Or look at it and erase it from your memory, but please don't say anything. What do you guys think?
0: In person, I think it's different than online. Because I, I hammered Giselle, uh, Tom Brady's wife, a couple years ago when she was, you know, defending her husband to the public. And it's like, that's not that's not your place to talk about. You you need to just sort of step back and let him handle his professional business. And I think that this is this the same situation. He should have never – Josh Tumell should have never commented on it. And if he is going to be asked a question in in that regard, he should say, well, I, I didn't think it was – her best perform. He should have said something a little PC. Not you know, Draymond Green owes her an apology. I mean, I don't know why he's going out trying to white knight for his ex wife. That it, it it doesn't make too much sense because anybody with an objectional opinion could hear that national anthem rendition and know that it was it was awful. It's it's cringe inducing. This is, I think, one of the more tricky
1: situations when it, you're talking about someone being insulted. For their profession or someone being insulted, let's say, for something they can't control, like their looks. If someone said that you, Lauren, were fat, ugly, regardless that of that. That has the- been said. Okay, regardless <laughs> of that. Yes. Then I think I understand where if your husband was like, hold on, I think you're the most beautiful woman alive. I really want to respond to these people. And I don't care if I get the flack sure. from that because obviously right? they know I- I'm married to you. But I want to stand up for you in that regard. I think that's perfectly acceptable.
0: You wouldn't and- tell him to stay out of it?
1: If he did that and if he did that to take up for me, and we didn't have a conversation about it i would I would totally understand where he's coming from. but as far as what I say or my opinions, I, that part, I would never want the interference or the the standing up for me, like no no, 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 you got this, I got this, mm-hmm. what I think stands for itself, I am going to be wrong sometimes, I will say that I'm wrong, and these people are just people who are you know. Very brave because they're not seeing me face to face. There have been so many people that at one time or another have said something on Twitter and I'll respond in a nice fashion and just say, like, sorry, you don't agree or sorry that things changed with, you know, the lineup, let's say. And immediately they respond back like, no, we love listening or no, we think you're great. I just didn't like this per se. And so it's interesting how all of a sudden everything changes when you're engaging with them or if you were to see them face-to-face. But that, that to me, I guess, is a little bit of a difference. I don't know. But for me personally, Brian's not on any social media whatsoever, so it makes it a lot easier. For I,
0: I wouldn't. If, if my significant other is responding on social media in regards to something, trying to defend me, I appreciate the effort, but I'm having a conversation later on and telling him, please don't do that because you're only going to make the situation worse. Yeah. I, I, I know how you feel about me. I know you support me. I don't need you doing it in a public forum like that because then that just makes it, it just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, no, it definitely can. And
2: one step further to this, I know we're up against it, is knowing when to like back off as a parent. So somebody, whether a coach is is talking to your kid or somebody at school, because that's that fine line. Because it, we were all kids at one point where we wanted to handle our business and so we didn't want mom interfering. But from a parent's perspective at times, that's hard, right? Because you're like, you tell me who that was because I'll drive over <laughs> there right now. And it's like. You can't be crazy, but I can be crazy. So just always keep that in the back of your mind. But, uh, but listen, Fergie, if you sing a National Anthem rendition like that, you are asking to be.
0: And she probably knows that, too. Oh she God, probably knows so that bad. she was a little extra oh, on bad. that, a lot extra yeah. on it, and yeah. that if she had a chance, she'd do it over again. Just
2: sing the National Anthem. Don't yeah. make it. It's not an original song. You don't have to make <laughs> it one. Please Let and be. thank you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so much. I'm
0: sure a lot of you have heard of Amazon Prime Day. Uh, but over in China, the equivalent to Amazon is a company called Alibaba. And coming up on November 11th is what they like to call Singles Day. So the holiday was apparently created back in 1993 on 1111 to signify the one being you know singular. Uh, and it's meant to, for people to celebrate being single. Retail wise, which I, I, I thought that this was astounding. Singles Day on Alibaba is bigger than Prime Day, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday all combined. In 2017, they earned 17.8 billion dollars, $1 billion dollars, which is ridiculous. So it, it, there was a lot of people, especially with uh, advertising magazines, that are wondering: with this holiday coming up, should America or the U.S. adopt this holiday? In you know, maybe to help out some retailers.
2: If you can give anybody a reason for a good deal, right? I mean, I think that's the reality of it. The people who are shopping are not necessarily celebrating being single, but are like, oh. It's an opportunity to be a big deal. We are consuming society where we are like, I'm a sucker for Amazon Prime Day. I just recently got Amazon Prime and I experienced my first Amazon Prime. I bought a bunch of crap I didn't need, but it was like, oh, what is this? Oh, that's 40% off. Let's buy it. And Daniel's like, what is happening? This is before we moved. One day he showed up at home and there were like nine boxes from Amazon. He's like, what is happening we are getting ready to move halfway across the country why would you buy that i'm like well first of all it's already boxed up so winning there so we don't <laughs> have to rebox this stuff second of all it was a great deal and he's like i guess i bought the most random stuff so but free shipping and for yeah all the things so if you can give people a reason to like Get a good deal. I don't care what day you want to put But you, on you don't it, think right? that,
0: a, that a singles day to celebrate being single would sort of take off in the U.S.? Because I, I think that, that dating apps, like, you know, maybe even Tinder and Bumble would celebrate this day. Maybe. I don't...
1: I, but wouldn't that almost go back on what they're trying to do,
0: the, the singles apps? I, maybe more... in. Like, don't Bumble's, contact each other. Today. Maybe more in Bumble's case, <laughs> but Tinder's case, I think that they absolutely want to keep people single in order to to keep people to on keep their platform. On the, yeah, yeah on the I
1: app. think if you give people a reason to celebrate themselves, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know that you have to encourage them to spend money. It's one of the problems that I have with certain holidays in this country is that I swear they were created just so people spend. And Valentine's like, Day. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, hold on. You can celebrate your love with someone without spending additional money, without buying cards. You can make dinner for each other and have a wonderful evening without going to these extremes of buying someone presents and flowers and chocolate. Not that there's anything wrong with all those things, but you should do that to celebrate someone in general, not because someone tells you it's that day. But the Singles Day, I think... Yes, if you're a single chick and and all of a sudden there's Singles Day, you are going to be persuaded to, and maybe guys are less like this, but I think a woman would be persuaded to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to celebrate myself today. Treat yourself. yourself. Yeah, I'm going to get a massage or I'm going to go buy new makeup or I'm going to buy a new outfit and I'm going to feel good about myself in the stature that I'm in or the status that I'm in. It has nothing to do with. What I don't have in my life.
0: See, I also think it's it's a chance for guys, too, that they can find out who is single and then they can approach them <laughs> with a lot of different gifts. So I think that that has to do with But how does the guy
1: find out the chick's single if she's just going online and buying herself something?
0: Uh, maybe she, I'm sure she's posting about it uh, incessantly. Uh, a lot of people do that for Valentine's Day. Hey, look what my significant other got for me. And I'm sure that they would do that that same behavior just for themselves. Like, look, this is something that I went out and got. Or from a, a maybe even a girl's perspective, maybe I'm going to buy something for a guy that I, I dig. And now that I know that he's single, I'm going to go out and, and get him something. One of the, the funnier things that I saw as far as one of the deals that Alibaba <laughs> offered was a lifetime supply of alcohol for $1,673. I thought that what? that
2: was a, a lifetime supply for a thousand bucks?
0: Yes. Apparently they, it's up to 13 bottles a month of this, some kind of like single grain rye or whiskey.
1: 13 bottles a month? 13 <laughs> bottles a
0: month. Wow.
1: I think I, I, I that was brilliant woo! over $2,000 a year yeah. On alcohol. Right. No, it's a great I just did some dude, That's simple a great math. deal. If you buy no four doubt. bottles, I'm just using wine, for example. If you buy four bottles of wine a week total, then over the course of a year, you're spending like $2,500. I,
0: I do know that they limited it to, it to like 33 people only, but still, that's a hell of a deal. I'd only a, a little over a thousand bucks for a lifetime supply of alcohol. I would sign up for that You have to limit
1: what how much you can get and
0: when. It can't 13 be. 13 bottles a month. For how long? Your whole for, life, has but life also what supplied. kind? What kind? It's of some alcohol. kind. It was a deal with a liquor company that's over in China. I don't know the name of the, the mm, liquor company, <laughs> but it's, it's probably like pop or, or something like the yes, bottom I was just of the barrel. Like, pop
2: off. Oh, I Lord. think that's Russian. <laughs> Yes, is it Russian? But, but it is the I dog vodkas. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But one, uh, I, I did read one, one commenter said that Western culture tends to look down on being single. So he thought that that was the reason why uh, a single day would yeah, work over here. Yeah, I,
1: I think Western culture may have used to look down on being single, but I don't think it necessarily does anymore. I think, I think it's trending that way. Well, yeah, because we're, we're extending the age that men and women are single and people are getting married later in life. They're having kids later in life. And Obviously, divorce rate has not been a small percentage for a long time. Well, I think
0: that's this is also the first generation that is doing those those or, or participating in those trends. Like our parents, are, most of the time, got married very young, had kids, did you know four years of college, did everything that you were quote unquote supposed to do. And this is really the first generation that's saying, no, I, I'm all right being single. I'm all right making my own money. I'm all right you know, working on me first and, and maybe waiting until I'm 40 to buy a house or maybe, uh, you know, not getting married and just having a, a a domestic partnership. I think there there are some of those trends that are happening, but this is the first generation that it's really happening in or that a lot of people are, are starting to sway towards that side, I think.
1: The company should send you something if you bought something for Singles Day and be like, just send you a little thing like, you're going to find somebody if you want somebody. <laughs> Only if you're you are not going to gonna be single forever. Don't settle. If, right, if you don't want to be.
0: I have seen those, you know, those monthly subscription boxes. Like, for a while, I was getting targeted ads on Instagram, and one of the, the boxes was the, a singles box. Like, celebrate being single is the lamest thing I've ever seen. What and came was, in the singles box? It was, one of them was an, uh, uh, one of those, like, uh, a, a jelly thing that you put a guy in water and he blows up. Like, he, <laughs> he gets big. And I'm like, that is... <laughs> it's, it was chocolate, um, and then it was something else. I can't remember, but it was so cringy. I have I was a like, few questions
2: about the guy this? in the jelly. Like, who is
1: buying this <laughs> thing? <It's> so tragic. <laughs> JJ, you're single, right?
3: Whoa! Why do you say? It? Oh, oh you that was judging. That, that was a that big was judging. Was Brooks, that no,
1: because a few months ago I said I asked you yes, something about yes, being in yes, a relationship. Yes, JJ, you're yes. lonely, right? Yes. No, wait, I, I yes, didn't I say. Am no, single. hold on. That's, let me back up. Not all single people are lonely. Let me just establish true, that. True. Because at the times that I've been single in my life, I had some of the most fun that I ever Hell had because yeah. there was no you know, commitment there, existing. But JJ, we've talked about the fact that you are single. That's why I said it like that. Yeah, I'm
3: just playing around. I consider myself very single, Lauren, yes.
1: Happy and single, not lonely and single. Okay, so my question to you is- I see
3: people, you know, but I'm not in a relationship.
1: I see people. Good, that's that's better than- Whatever that one kid I see on that, dead people. Yeah, that movie said. Sixth Sense. Uh, so my question to you is how would you participate or would you participate in a singles day since you've got the male person? No,
3: because I know how it would end up a bunch of single dudes <laughs> just doing things. Like you- single women don't like go to functions because they're single. You know what I'm saying? That's not how it works.
1: Would you buy yourself something, though, to treat yourself because you're single?
3: Uh, I could get behind that.
1: Okay, that's really what I'm asking. If there's something that you've been putting off purchasing, let's say it's, I don't know, what would you buy? Video game? Massage. <laughs> massage. She basically oh, put, yes. put, painted a picture of you sitting in your apartment playing video
2: games <laughs> I don't play video
3: games, but uh, a massage I could do. That sounds a amazing. I, I, yeah, if a we want to go manly.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's something that you would refuse to buy yourself on a normal Hammer,
3: basis. Hammer and nails. Zero. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a whole toolkit, yes. Would you would you be inclined to buy it just because it was Singles Day?
3: I think I agree with Lauren Rue that if there's some type of sales, you know, sale on it, I'm there. Like Bra- Black Friday, I'm there. You are? You're going to wake up yes. a sucker for a sale? I'm not like a huge wake-up-early guy, but I'm a huge on-the-computer-ordering-crap guy. You are? Definitely. Okay.
0: So he's buying in, into the Singles Day hype, which I, I would, I think. I don't know that I would broadcast it. But I, like I, think, I
3: said, women don't need to broadcast the fact that they're single to find men. That's just y'all can just go to, <laughs> I mean, go to the gas station. I mean, <laughs> go to the gas station, Letting him in out there, we'll take you home.
0: Yeah. Well, well speaking situation. of buying into the hype, there, uh, the Jaguar season has been a little bit of a letdown. When I say a little bit, I mean a lot. But have you ever looked forward to something and then you were really, really let down? Yes, and it's petty and <laughs> silly and stupid, but Do I know. don't care.
2: There have been times in my life where all I've really wanted is just like a good cheeseburger. I just want something simple, right? Like I'm I'm starving. It's been all day, and I go through the drive-through and I order something. And for example, there is a place called Brahms. It's a it's a franchise in the Midwest. It's burgers and shakes and things like that. And I ordered I ordered food that. My husband wanted, which was, like, the bag of burgers, which was, like, five of them for five bucks. And, and a then I ordered... Sack. Right. And then I ordered my burger, which was not one of those, but more with, like, the lettuce and the tomato and all that stuff. And I was starving. And I was like, yes, I cannot wait to eat this when I get home. And I'm so, like, looking forward to this. I'm tired. I just want to, like, sit down and get in front of the TV and eat this burger. Well, here's what they did. Instead of... Si- bagging them in separate things and putting his small burgers in one bag and mine in the other, they smashed them all together. And guess where my burger was? At the bottom, smashed. And when I finally got to it and I've gotten home, and you know when you get home and you're like, I'm not getting out again. Like I'm so Mm -hmm. done with everything today. It's called every day for me. (laughs) And I'm digging through the thing and I'm like, those bastards. Oh my, it's at the bottom. And it is like pancaked smashed down and I open it. And yeah, maybe I act like an Italian and allegedly I threw it off the wall and screamed a bunch of cuss words because I was so mad. Most of all inside the home. Yes. And my husband, Daniel was like, uh, and I'm like, did you see what they did to my burger? And he's like, what are you going to eat now? I'm like, I don't know. But did you see this? All (laughs) I wanted was this burger and look at it. They have just ruined my whole night. He's like, and you're crazy. So yes. (laughs) Did he share you with
0: you? Yeah. He offered. I was like, I don't
2: want those. Like a brat. I was like, that's not what I ordered, and that's not what I want. So, yes. That's,
0: that's the for... biggest letdown you've ever had? An
2: amazing life. An
3: amazing life. I'm really
2: life. just soaring high. One
3: trip to Brahms goes a little <laughs> awry.
2: But I don't know that there's anything major in my life that's let me down like that moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How about Florida, Georgia?
2: No, that, that wasn't, uh, again, I came in like. That was a miscalculation. That was. That was a miscalculation, my point. But I haven't really been, I mean, if we want to get deep and go Dr. Phil here and talk about family problems. Oh, no, no. Such,
1: right. I'll stick with the burger answer yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one. I think that is a good one. Uh, I wasn't thinking of anything too traumatic either, but a few years ago, I went to see John Mellencamp in concert, and I was so excited. I love some John Mellencamp music, uh, and, you know, Pink Houses and Small Town. And for some reason, something came over him, and he did not really play any of his famous songs, and he was, like, down in the dumps, and he was like, I'm going to play for you guys a new song that that I wrote after my grandmother died, and we were all like, what is happening here? And so that was, as far as, like, concerts go, something that I don't get so excited about, you know, everyday life. But concerts, sporting events, that's when I'll, you know, I'll I'll get my expectations up. And that was one that I will say, unfortunately, I will never see him again. And I've heard he's great, and that was just an off time, but I was ruined. And then just recently, last week, this is a quick one, ordered a dress, thanks to, you know, Amazon, ordered a dress, Ordered it in royal blue. Couldn't wait to wear that. My cowboy boots. Go downtown. Gonna be great. The dress was purple.
0: Mm. And it's that now going work. back to you. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. What about you, right, Mine, really quick. Uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, Star Wars movie. You have an entire franchise of fans who knew, young and old, who were reintroduced to the franchise with The Force Awakens when that movie came out. Um, then you have all the older fans that are fans of the original trilogy, and, and some are fans of the prequel. But when The Last Jedi came out last year, it was single-handedly the worst Star Wars viewing experience I ever had. And, and Tony and I, Tony Smith, we, we did a podcast about it afterwards, and he was a big fan of the movie. I absolutely hated it, and now it's being called as, as the movie that has ruined Star Wars. All the spinoffs are currently on hold we don't know how episode 9 is going to be able to be ended just because of the last jedi and, and everything that they they sort of set up to where they wanted to to uh, uh, Ryan Johnson the director who is credited with ruining the the last jedi and star wars he was essentially trying to get rid of all fan theories and say screw your fan theories i want to do a new story i want to tell my own story but in a sense he completely diminished all of the original trilogy characters. He completely diminished all of the new characters that were introduced and then only to say that I'm going to start this new story and then how he ends the movie, he ends the movie with all of the central themes that are from the Star Wars universe. So it's just a complete contradiction of himself. I I cannot tell you how much I detest That movie. There were a couple bright spots here and there, but one thing that's a little bit of a red flag is we had Nate Hackett on about a month ago, and I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize him for a minute because he said he liked the Last Jedi, and I've been questioning his decision. Was a red flag right there. Was a red flag. Was a red flag. All right, let's take a look at the first college football playoff rankings.
1: You're not going to be surprised about number one or number two, but then after that, a little bit of a shakeup in comparison with the AP Top 25. Alabama is number one, of course. Clemson, number two, also, of course. And then LSU actually comes in number three above Notre Dame, even though LSU has the one loss to Florida. Notre Dame is undefeated so far this season. But I really think the college football playoff looked at it and said, you know what, Alabama plays LSU this weekend. that'll get determined. In our little bracket, we don't want Alabama to play LSU, so we're just going to move LSU to number three. Or they just really think the strength of schedule for the SEC is that much better. Number five is Michigan. For all you Bulldogs fans, you come in at number six. So you certainly still have a chance, and and they certainly all know that as well, by making it to the— SEC championship and by winning then certainly there is still hope for Georgia fans but of course on the other side you are going to have to play Alabama or LSU depending on who wins this Saturday it's kind of cool by the way SEC East The champion will be determined on Saturday. SEC West, the champion, will be determined on Saturday as Georgia goes up against Kentucky in Lexington. And then meanwhile, Alabama travels to Baton Rouge and plays LSU. And you'll be able to hear all of those games on 1010XL this weekend. I'll round out the top 10. Number 7, Oklahoma. Number 8, Washington State. Number 9, Kentucky. And number 10, Ohio State. Florida, if you're wondering where you are, you're actually 11th. Coming in above UCF, even though UCF is undefeated and Florida has two losses. But, again, that's a whole strength of schedule conversation. Where's and local? so there you go. Uh, they are not in the top 25. And I know you are kidding. <laughs> they are not in the top 25. Uh, neither is Florida State. Uh, but certainly interesting stuff. Different than what I think a lot of people expected. All right, let's get it back to the Jaguars and a little injury update time now.
2: Injury attorneys of Farrah and Farrah present this injury update. Farrah and Farrah, protecting you and your family since 1979. Well, I'll tell you this much. There are no off weeks or bye weeks when it comes to the Farrah and Farrah injury report. And we will bring you that right now. Nothing new to report because the guys are enjoying a couple of days off, hopefully to get healthier for those who need it. On Sunday, we saw or rather didn't see A.J. Boye, who was out. James O'Shaughnessy, of course, included in that Tyler Patman, we're all still waiting on Leonard Fournette. Will he, won't he return at any point? But there was a lot of guys in the first eight games of this season who were beat up. Is that all the reason for the recent problems? I don't believe so. It does add to it, though, of course. So we will, for the next week, won't hear much about who's the latest and and what's ailing whom yet. But uh, when things get going next week, I'm sure we'll have an update there.
1: Yeah, the only bad part about Sunday is you had a rookie come in in Quentin Meeks, and he oh, played Quentin really makes, yes, well. Yeah, he did. Yep. And then he goes down with that knee and He's got two picks. Yes. MCL. One of the, I was going to say, one of the CLs, right? It was the yeah, MCL. it was the MCL. Which is so good. He's, yeah, he's not out for the entire season, but Doug Marone said yesterday he will miss some time. All right, we just asked Ashlyn the question about the players being out in London. <laughs> I found out about it on Saturday during you know Florida, Georgia, and thought to myself, 4 a.m. seems extreme I understand that to them it's still just like 11 p.m. because of the time change so their bodies are still on east coast time and certainly not London time but at the same time even if you're wide awake don't you think to yourself hey I need to get back to the hotel room because we have practice on Saturday and I need my body to start getting adjusted to this time zone that we're in and oh by the way I'm a professional athlete so I probably shouldn't be out and about this late I had no issue with the bar tab per se, I don't necessarily think that the guys were drinking all that that, no, that added up to that. I that's think the VIP experience. Yeah, I think you're buying for people and and you know or, or the club is sending them over and you're thinking that
0: yeah. they're comps sure. and they're not. And
1: so na- that was never my issue. And I'm but... guessing they weren't just a bunch of dudes hanging out no, as right. well. So but we'll you just... got
0: free bottles, you got plenty <laughs> but of women around. At some point, you. I <laughs> think
1: somebody, especially like Ashley mentioned, the veteran in Barry Church, somebody needs to look down and go. And you know, it was it was reported that. Telvin Smith was there, certainly another veteran. Look down and go, okay, guys, we need to leave by X time. I think midnight would be appropriate, even though I know, again, they're on East Coast time, but I think they were out way too late for what you know they had coming up, which was, oh, by the way, a game the very next day and an important game too. You're facing the defending Super Bowl champions. Both teams are three and four. You've really been struggling Yes, if you want to blame the offense because it's mostly defensive players, by all means, that's what you can do. But still, get your act together. Get to bed. Go to practice on time the next day. And then it would have avoided – all of the detainments and the issues in the incident.
0: At first, I kind of thought like, oh, this is gonna get blown up. like it's not really that big of a deal. Like that the, the first thing that, you know, once you sort start diving into it is like, look, the, the club probably sent over a bunch of different bottles. The, probably the perception just looks bad. But then I heard what the Eagles did and Doug Peterson setting a curfew for all of his team and he said, I set in a, an 11 p.m curfew because this is a business trip. And I think that the Jaguars have been playing over there so much that they think of it as – you know, this is a little bit of a break. This is, you know, we can let loose a little bit because of the way the London game is treated. It's almost like a mini Super Bowl is is what I've heard. So it, I think well, that they, they don't were,
1: often get the Friday night to go out because they right. usually travel on Saturday, probably to eliminate a lot of this. Right. So yeah, they get to take advantage of the time. And, and I think that
0: they're, in the future, they're not going to have this kind of leeway. They're definitely going to be having curfews and they probably should have had a curfew. I I, I don't fault them for like wanting to get away and wanting to, to hang out, especially in a city like London and to. To, to experience you know, everything that it has to offer. Apparently, this club that they went to is one of the top-rated clubs in the London area. So it's, it's one of those things that it's like you, you, you want to give the guys a little bit of a leash, but then a few of them ruin it for everybody else. If you're
2: winning, everybody, true, it doesn't become a conversation. Mm-hmm. But when you are losing and you're losing the way you're losing, it becomes, the word optics has been thrown around all week. It's bad optics. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. To go out and get busted and then get your ass kicked on Sunday. Now, and again, the, the ass kicking was not as bad as we've seen. It was a game that they were close in, and it's not the reason they lost. But, no, it just looks bad. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. You've been there before. Act like you've been there before. And, oh, by the way, if you win on Sunday, we're not even talking about
1: this. So, um, yeah. I was surprised there wasn't a curfew, yeah. though, because that's the first thing I said is, Okay, this is a team that's been losing. It's on a three-game losing streak. I'll tell you, team. Leon. Seriously, you've, you've got, got the with time us? change. What in the world? Why wouldn't you issue a curfew, Leon? I don't know if he said this on
2: air, but I'll. I'm just going to go with it for the moment here. Um, Leon said that when he played for the Jags, there was a there were strict uh, curfew rules where. They had somebody at the elevator on both sides. I mean, at whatever hotel they were staying at to make sure that if you got it, I mean, if you were breaking curfew, somebody knew about it. And he was really surprised at how loose of an approach this was, um, this was just being a couple days. Now, again, the difference is normally the Friday night, they don't have the curfew because they're not either traveling or whatever. But um, still, the point being you're traveling with the team, and you've got a football game to lose, on, or excuse me, to win. <laughs> I guess you have it to lose Not as lost. well. Um, so, no, it's just it's a really bad look. It just piles on with all the other crap that this team is dealing with and, and has self-inflicted at this point for that situation. Former Jaguars
1: defensive end Marcellus Wiley joined Jeff and Dan on the drill. This was this past Friday, and he talked about how – As a professional athlete, you get paid to do so much more than just play in the football game on Sundays. You get paid to do community service. You get paid to go to treatment. You get paid to treat your body the best possible way you can and to be professional. And it had never really occurred to me that the guys get paid to do all those other things. I just always thought, yeah, they get paid to practice and they get paid to play and they sacrifice their bodies for making a lot of money, but for the long term, because of this violent game that they choose to play, yeah, you know what? You do get paid so much money, so much more money than it, most of us will ever think about getting deposited into our bank account on a weekly basis. I think that does require you to go above and beyond just, okay, the normal person. If if I go out to a friend's party on a Friday night and I show up to work Saturday morning to talk college football, let's just say, I need to be clear-headed and articulate and I can't just walk in and be in a, a daze from the night before and be like, oh well, here we go, right? So there's an expectation level as far as professionalism that but goes. Two nights before a show,
0: sure. Are you and, going out?
1: And if I am, I know that it's not going to. But the, the athletic part is the difference. I if I had a, if I knew I had a really hard workout in two days, I absolutely would not go out and get hammered or stay out till four a.m. Because I know my body's not going to adjust, and I'm not 21 either, but my body's not going to adjust the same way. I'm going to drink a lot of water, eat some carbs two nights before and the night before just because that's what I know works best for me. And so that's where I just feel like you are you are treated, or I expect you to treat yourselves like fine-tuned athletes, and if you want to go out on a Friday night, by all means, go out, have a couple drinks, that's it. But be at home in a reasonable hour.
0: I think that's a reasonable reasonable expectation. I, I mean, I just, I, I try to put myself in, in their shoes and they've had a season that is uh, tumultuous at best. And then they're going to go across and go to this great city, one of the best cities in the world. And you're going to be treated like a rock star and you're getting sent all these bottles. And I think you just got, you, you just get a little caught up and and i think that that's what happened in this situation and they, they they got a little caught up we would have never heard about this story if it wasn't for the bar tab incident and we probably wouldn't even care if the if the jags were winning and and i think it it, it could just have been an innocent let's just go out let, let's have a couple drinks and it that's usually how it starts like let's just have one drink and it never usually ends up that yeah, way everybody and, knows that that line mm-hmm. we'll just
1: I'll just have one drink
0: and they should have nope. walked away earlier they, they they shouldn't have caused a ruckus w- w- with the bar tab but I do think that they're you know if you're going over to London to to play in the spectacle of a game you know that that kind of is part of it a little bit is, is going out and, and and having a good time and maybe they were only doing it just because the season has been so stressful all year and they're trying to get away with it but they could have just waited a few more days and and then be able to do whatever they want and no one would care
1: right because you have this whole week to right. Get away, or at least starting tomorrow, like Ashton said. And speaking of Halloween, Lauren Rue, you've got yes. two kids. What are I your do. children going to be? My daughter will be
2: Princess Peach from Mario. Nice. Yes, and her best friend is going as Mario himself. That's uh, cute. On, yes, on a um, on Yoshi. He has cute. Like, Mario. Yes, I'm excited that she already has a best friend. Yes, and it's a boy, and she's she will come home and be like. So-and-so says that me and Ryder are boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're not. We're just best friends. I'm like, well, you tell so-and-so to shut their mouths because you can be friends with boys without having to be their boyfriend.
1: <laughs>
3: she's so. already friend-zoning people. I like I know. That. She's straight <laughs>
2: up. No, she rules, like, the boy club. She doesn't have many girlfriends, but we're working on that. But the boys, like, she – it's her bro- – you know, growing up with an older brother and always being drugged to his things where there's whatever. So she's going as Princess Peach. And my son, who's nine – He's had, like, identity crises trying to figure out, I don't know what to be, Mom. Every single year, it's like, I don't know what to be. I'm like, why don't you go as this? No. Why don't you? And I will throw out all these suggestions. And his original first choice was to go as the Grim Reaper, which, or a version of that, which I was like, dude, you were that, like, two years ago. And he's like, oh, yeah. So I don't know what to be now. And he goes, you know what? I want to be one of those, I don't even know what they're called. I was going to say unitard, but it's not even, it's the whole body
0: leotard oh, yeah, thing yeah. that
2: zips up. That covers your whole body. It's just a color. I mean, it's just a thing. I've seen people do
0: that for Jag games.
2: Yes. And a jumpsuit. A, a jumpsuit? Okay. But it covers your face, it's literally too? literally your whole... It oh. zips up I the back. I think it's a unitard. Yeah, but... That sounds okay. awful. Right, but it covers, like, you, your whole, th- your whole like body. Like the blue man group. Like the blue man group, yeah. but that's paint. But right. yes, But you can't see your eyes or anything. He's going as a gold one of those. And I'm like... That's like a Florida State fan. But you know what? The costume doesn't look gold. It actually looks yellow, so he looks like a stream of urine. Because hmm. he's tall and <laughs> Tell and... him that? No, but I might. Would that be rude? <laughs> tell him in like a no. few years. You remember that time okay, they they Don't tell him, him until so are you after sure tomorrow night? You, You're right. Are you sure you don't want to like put, like, do... I'm like, maybe you could be like an Oscar trophy, you know, like the Oscar trophy, but it's not gold. So I don't know. All right. Know. And so then as parents, will yes. you and Daniel dress up? No. I'm like... I'm. I know. I'm not one of those parents who ever did theme-y stuff, or we're like, oh, we're all going together. No, I never. What about did just that. your own costumes? Oh, uh, if we go, if we went to a costume party, we totally would. Our our best um, duo costume dress up was a few years ago. We went as um, Pauly D and Snooky. Oh, nice from George- Jersey awesome. Shore. I even went complete with the fake French tip fingernails, <laughs> where I left like a few off. I don't know if you ever watched Jersey Shore, but oh, you would get Short. so hammered that like three of her fingernails would fall off and she'd just be <laughs> in this hot mess and I pulled it off perfectly. And you know myself. she
0: has like 10 million followers on Instagram oh, now. Oh, yes. so t- Totally flipped that into a whole business. Like, she's a yes. really good mom now, like, all really times. great wife. She met her husband on the show. Like, yeah. So there's Giovanni. A, there's a I'm lot obsessed. of families
2: who will like go, hey, we're all going as a theme together. And I looked at Dana last night and I go, are we terrible parents because we didn't carve pumpkins? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. We didn't carve pumpkin. We just, it's like, I'm tired. It's football season. Yeah. And my I had kids a friend by the way who carved
1: a pumpkin with her son and she took the picture a drill of drill bit? Yeah, using the drill bit. Yeah, and so that's, then it's the cool. whole like um different like almost like polka dot pumpkin mm. with yeah, the light that's cool. shining through. That's very cool. It was
2: fantastic. i have never just seen it. He said he usually dresses up. He does. He's the one non Debbie Downer in the family. He dresses up. <laughs> he's correcting <in> something. you. Something, <laughs> yes. He's like, I usually dress up. He. I, I don't know if he's, he'll probably testing me right now. I don't know that he's dressing up tomorrow, but he's welcome to do so. So, Vlad, what about you? Oh, I'm dressing up. uh, Do you go to, like, a party, or do you have trick-or-treaters Usually,
0: Halloween is tough. Like, I usually do a lot of uh, cosplay for a local company called Gam Games Art and Music, so I just recycle whatever costume that I use for them, because I spend a lot of time and energy on making those costumes. So I usually just recycle it. Um, So about a month ago, they had a show, uh, Gam Retro Night, and I dressed up as Mega Man. And so for Halloween, my boyfriend went out and got a whole, like, doctor, Doc Wiley, who's a also a character in Mega Man. So we went out and got like a whole like Doc Wiley outfit. And so at first we weren't gonna go out, but we found a, a place that, that's doing something for Halloween, and that's the Volstead downtown. They're they're one of the few places that are actually having an event on Halloween night. Most most places all had their Halloween parties last weekend, which is a bummer because it's on Florida, Georgia. And how many people can party well, all day at Florida, Georgia and then go out for a Halloween party? Yeah. And, I mean
1: but, no. but it's a Wednesday night, the so the bar's one. also probably like how many people are we really going to get on a Wednesday night. By the way, I did see when I was at Surfer a couple weeks ago that they are having a Queen tribute band tomorrow night on Halloween
0: and I was like that's actually doing something really fun. Uh, uh, they they're having a Queen tribute band and for the premiere of the new movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah,
1: so I thought that was actually as far as maybe being somewhat low key cuz I wouldn't be interested in like the sutton 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 uh Wednesday night, <laughs> but as far as like that would be fun, but we're going to go to our friend's house who has um, a kid, and we're just going to hang out in the driveway and pass out candy. Yeah. And I already do dressed up still for Halloween Bunko. What? Yeah. Trick Like a, in a
0: neighborhood? Oh, or... yeah. Oh, trick yeah. or treat? I thought it was uh, more of like to do it like a trunk or treat oh, or like at a church some or something. Some kids do. Yeah. That's, that's an
2: alternative or an addition to we our, our kids trick or treat. And you know what's hard about having kids who trick or treat? That you've got to go with, and then having a house that you want people to stop at, right? So it's like, right? So we always put a bowl of candy on the front porch and just turn the light on, and then take our kids. And mm. I don't care if you take all of it or just some of it. I'll so. take yeah. that
3: bowl too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the, dangerous.
2: The amount of candy that comes home, <laughs> all, you talk about gives gives you anxiety. To do th- that gives me anxiety because my kids turn into like straight psychopaths when they have that much sugar. It's be- like, yeah, I think it's like a piece of night.
0: Hmm. Oh, and and see how long and it lasts. It
2: is so. It, it, we'll have it till, like, freaking July. And it's like, can I have more? And so we'll go through <laughs> and, like, pull a whole bunch. You know I I Make I, sure there aren't razor blades in here, kids, and I heroin still needles. I so.
0: have a grudge against my brother because I got a full-size candy bar when nice. we were younger. Yep, yep. And yep. we had – I had my bowl. He had his bowl. And I had the big candy bar sitting on top of it. And he ate it. And I still, to this day, 20 years later, will not let him live it down.
1: Oh, that's rude.
0: That's we really We always rude. used
1: pillowcases. Did
0: y'all use those?
1: To get the candy, we had uh, the, what was the bins, it? I'm oh, sorry, the pillowcases. pillowcases. We yes, the buck, like the orange. Because we were pumpkin. trying to get like the huge. You wanna, okay, of you want to hear how
2: mean I am? In addition to people already thinking I'm mean, when when I am at home and if there are trick or treaters, if you ring my doorbell and I open the door and you just stare at me, it's like the stare down. I won't just. They like, have to say trick or yes. There's that's the easiest thing. You would not. <laughs> you would be shocked to know how many kids just walk to the door and stick their bucket out, like give me, and I'm like. Which one of us is going to break first? Do you they put a gonna be me?
0: <laughs> do you put an age limit on the kids?
2: No, not really. But if they get if it's like where it's older, I'll be like, "What are you supposed to be? You have like a, a hat on that says make America Great <laughs> Again.' I'm like, what do we? Do? You know what I mean? Like the the well, that's pe- kind of scary pre teenagers <laughs> who just phone it in and like will change one thing about themselves. I'm like, that's not really mm-mm. trying. You
0: got to put some effort into it. Mm-mm. I had
1: an embarrassing situation happen a few years ago. Um, so I have a dog, right? No big deal. Well, this cute little girl comes to the front door, does the trick or treat thing, and her parents are a few, you know, maybe ten yards away. And instead of saying trick or treat, she goes, "Your house smells like dog." Oh <laughs> no! And I was like,
3: Listen, Did you immediately you little, start shut the cleaning door. the house, kid?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like. I- I could not believe, and I get it, you know, she's like six years old. She doesn't mean oh, kids to say anything. Kids are the tellers,
0: man. Right, the it jerks. Was like, <laughs>
1: it was like, now I don't even want to open my door for anyone else. You've now ruined it. Yes, now
0: I'm everyone else conscious about it. And Did you go out the, the next day and buy a bunch of air fresheners?
1: No, I probably just cleaned, like for real cleaned. But, you know, it's sometimes it's hard. Like, dogs like dirt, and it. Difficult to keep it no, smelling my good my parents every house, single day.
0: They have two huge dogs and every time I walk into the house they, they I notice a smell immediately. Yeah. Well, and, and, learned, and she
1: cleans all the time. But I learned that carpet changes everything. Like if oh, you have yeah, carpet, carpet it, the, the dirt smell, and the smell yeah, you know, is trapped. Yeah. But if you have which we have now, tile floor, wood floor, then it's so much easier to keep the smell out of there. <laughs> Plus regular baths. Now my old fun. neighborhood where we just moved
2: from, there will be stops along there our stops along the way where they have like little bottles of wine and liquor for oh, the parents hell yeah. and drinks and stuff is pretty awesome. cool so yeah so it's like there's like the kids streets and then there's the adult streets no and then way. you get the kids to bed and all the adults hang out in the driveways and stuff like that. So I think
1: cool. nowadays people go on golf carts. I think that's kind of the solution to having to walk everywhere Yeah, is parents what? will just put the kids yeah, that's what I think. I'll I'll tell you i about you next a golf week. Cart, by the way. <laughs> no, I know, but I'll tell you <laughs> I next. Do. Week, everybody I at one. the beach has <laughs> golf carts. Oh, you had one. one. Yeah. It's Ridiculous. And Uppy everybody folks. pretty much in Nocatee has a golf cart. I've been told that. So you fit right Did you in. say uppity
2: folks?
3: Yes. Hey,
1: listen, Mr. <laughs> single Man Who Hangs Down and Plays
2: With Video no Games
3: Alone. <laughs> I haven't played video games in I'll five come, years. I'll come, come you, I'll come pick you I'll up, be JJ. Here at
1: work. I'll be p- Oh.
3: Like I am oh. every Halloween, yes. That
2: is
1: true. All right. What is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? <sighs> the Grudge. And tell us just not too much, because that will give people well, it, but just it's a little Well, it's kind
0: of themed off of The Ring, which is, I think, one of the scariest movies of our lifetime. Well, for me, it was. And But The Grudge was was scary enough for me that I have not watched a scary movie since because I had night I was an adult I was like 25 years old when I first saw the grudge and I had nightmares for 3 weeks afterwards and I said I'm too old for these nightmares
2: yeah I don't like scary movies I don't like to be stressed out and I am immediately stressed out and anxious I, if I'm going to watch a movie I want to like actually be able to relax and enjoy it I, can't. I yeah. watched in college we watched House of a Thousand Corpses which is this weird? It's I mean, it's all—it's a Rob Zombie production. <laughs> Terrible. And so, yep. so, but the running joke with Daniel and I every time we're in like on a road trip or in some sketchy place, and we're like, "Ooh, that's definitely a House of a Thousand Corpses." It's like a house that looks run down like for sure. Body parts are kept in jars and stuff, and there's like things hanging on the walls. See, so. I just—I
0: can't—I cry, and I—I um, I, I, I don't I cry. Was... I just
2: don't have. <laughs> I just the anxiety would keep me up night. I wouldn't sleep
0: see, I, talk, I talked about this a little bit during the break but I, I will get lost in like a, a creepy reddit thread and even just reading about like ghost stories or creepy stories how do you
1: get lost in something like that when you know you don't like it
2: I just I, I, I don't know it's like I, staring at a car wreck where you're like I yeah. don't want to see it I don't want to see it but I'm going to I just anyway. keep
0: reading and I just keep crying and it's just it's an endless thing but every time I see it I will read it but watching it I, I it, watching Mm-mm. it is a bad experience because yeah. I keep my ears covered the whole time I'm peeking out just a little bit out of one eye and yeah, it's, that's
1: not enjoyable no. I don't like any of that no. I think it would be interesting to to have like a heart rate monitor attached to different people watching a scary movie mm-hmm. because like I'm I'm the same way with you all of a sudden, my heart is in my throat. Would, I have—I'm all to my me. stomach. Like, yeah, I feel—I feel, <laughs> I feel as text. stressed as the person, the yes, actress I'm stressed in the for movie. You. Yes. I'm a stress as stressed as that not person. Real. Yet, someone like Fat Tony, right? Tony Smith, loves scary movies. He absolutely loves them. He'll go to see them in the theater. So, for someone who is the complete opposite of us, like if we taped that to him. Would he just be calm, cool, and collected? Like, does know. it I not they, bother psychopath. him? Real <laughs> Psychopaths. Psychopaths. <laughs> I, don't, right? don't I psychopath. do like to watch. <laughs> he liked The Last Jedi.
2: So. I do like to watch people go through, like, haunted houses. Like, on Ellen, when she sets up these, and they, like, make, her, she makes her assistants go through these haunted houses and it's stuff. it's mean. Oh, but it's funny. Because you watch <laughs> them get freaked out, and that is a funny thing to watch. because You go to jail but, yeah. for assault. Like, that's, yeah. that's what
0: would happen. Yeah, I watched.
1: I watched it at the unfortunate age of eight years old. Oh
0: no! Was
1: way too young and way too scary. And uh, then also, I think
0: Pet Cemetery was around that time too. The original Halloween, I
1: think, will give. Well, not necessarily the original. the one I just saw like two minutes of the other day. The Curse of Michael Myers. It's like the sixth oh, one, one of or those. something. Yeah. And I vividly remember like the woman running with the baby and he's, you know, coming in. Pet Cemetery so coming I out know. with a new one too.
0: Why? Oh, I, I just. It gives me chills just thinking it about it. shocks me happening.
1: people can actually take these in and enjoy them. I, I will never again in my life watch a scary movie. It just to me, yes, there's nightmares. And there's also every single time I'm home by myself, even if it, Ooh, yeah, nope. even if the sun is shining and it's daylight, nope. you hear like a creak and then all of a sudden your mind goes right back to whatever scary situation you saw in the movie. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> all right, last conversation with Halloween tomorrow, Thanksgiving next month, which by the way, next month is in uh, just a couple days, and then Christmas right around the corner, how do you not go overboard with eating? Now, Blythe, you always talk about how much you love to eat on holidays mm-hmm. so so you certainly will allow yourself to go overboard that day but then how do you adjust accordingly?
0: I, I kind of think it's important to let yourself to, to let yourself go a little bit on holidays to enjoy those those different foods um, and I, I kind of keep that philosophy in just everyday regular life like I try to indulge on the weekends and eat right during the week um, but during the week it makes it super easy. Uh, but I either meal prep or I've recently started using a company called SuperFit foods and they make all of your food for you. You tell them what you don't like. So like quinoa and, uh, sweet potatoes or certain things like that. that I don't like, and I'll check it off on the list and they'll send you a variety of foods. It averages about like eight bucks a piece. Um, but it helps me. I, I don't have to cook a lot, um, or at all really. And I just have a slew of, of, of food right in my fridge. Just, just ready every single week. It's cool.
2: I like it. I have staples that I look forward to every year around the holidays. Like, I don't eat turkey very often because I just don't. But every year for Thanksgiving, it's like turkey. It's mashed potatoes. It's peas from a can. Gravy. It's a salmon. Peas from gra- a can. Yes, lassoer peas from a can. I know. How ridiculous is that? Uh, cranberries, how else do you get peas? Frozen. Yeah. Oh, some people do frozen and all that kind of stuff. But um, so for me, it's like I I look forward to that time. And then once I've had it, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. But I'm going to be really honest with you during football season it's whatever I can find to eat <laughs> majority of the time and that paired with kids and activities it's there are times where Daniel and I like yesterday we met at the ice rink and I'm like, I'll take one kid, you take the other what are we doing for dinner? I don't know I don't know uh you feed that one I'll feed this one and then we'll just figure it out so uh this uh, but the, I've, I've come to adjust to it and know that from like August till january that's just life and then we try to get it right the rest of the year
1: we do what we can yeah i think to me i'm not gonna ever go so crazy on the holidays that i feel so incredibly full that i just want to why
2: not that's like the best then you like i just i don't like that feeling of like
1: so that's so full i don't like that feeling and so but i i try to make sure that i I just don't get everything. Like I get the stuff that I really want. Don't oh, just no, like I get everything. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, well, so and so made this. Box. Like I want. I want to eat the stuff like I really want. And then, sure, yeah, you can take a to-go box and then do like, leftovers some leftover for the stuff. whole weekend. Yeah. yeah, but I do try to amp up the exercise part of it from now until probably like March, just because I feel like your activity, your active lifestyle decreases from now until then because it's colder. It gets dark early. But if I can increase the times I go to the gym, then I feel like it all balances out. Like, I'm not going to go for as many bike rides or walks or just, you know, spend more time outside until it gets nice again.
0: It also puts me in a little bit of a predicament this year because I just remembered that my boyfriend and I are going to the Dominican Republic in the last weekend of December. And if we're going to be in a bathing suit the whole time, Mm. dang, we really got to hammer down, I guess. That's hard. Still going to indulge on the holidays, though. As you should. Yeah, I mean, it,
2: it,
1: to each their own. But we're all going to eat Halloween candy tomorrow. See, I'm not a candy person. What? That I can get she through. She doesn't like chocolate. I don't like sweets. Chocolate, Peterberg chocolate, the only chocolate. But I, I bring like. you raisins. But yeah, I know I'm good. <laughs> but no. Chocolate covered raisins. Indulge absolutely in the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the green bean casserole. All right.
0: Hopefully you enjoyed that best of show. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe to the Guys Girl Media podcast and YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our fantastic football season content, along with some bonus material all throughout the season. Up on the channel right now, you'll find some pretty great interviews with women working in sports media that you might dig. And when I say might, I mean absolutely, because these girls are out here killing it. Until next week, this is your girl Blythe, signing off.